All right, you guys, welcome to tonight's episode of Wikipedia. I say tonight, it's midnight. Um, I'm going to be talking about your first relationship, your first good relationship after a bad one. Um, this one I can't speak from experience, even though I'm not in that relationship right now. <laughs> but I mean, it was good while it lasted. But I did have not necessarily a bad relationship, but I got divorced. So I mean, I guess technically, but I mean, we just weren't good for each other. There's nothing, you know, I mean, he's great for someone, just not me and amicable. So, but after a bad relationship, uh, inevitably you're going to have another relationship. And I don't know how many people you have to weed through before you get to the point of being in a good one. Hopefully not that many, but Ooh, I'm out there and honestly it's not looking too promising like I deleted I got the dating apps and then I deleted them immediately because I got very discouraged with my options so I just had to eat that and go back to you know, learning how to be by myself so I've put together a few notes and the first thing that I am telling you is what you need to expect is that it's terrifying any change is terrifying and coming into a new relationship is terrifying because you don't know the person you don't know if you can trust them you don't know how much of yourself to give because you don't know how much of themselves they're going to give or you know it's it's nerve-wracking because it's not comfortable yet and you're worried it could end up like the last one you know so it's going to be a long adjustment period, but I mean, eventually you have to learn how to love again and how to accept love again and all that other bullshit that they tell you in therapy, but it's all true. They're right about everything. Uh, to my therapist, if you're listening, I love you. I'm sorry. I keep dodging your phone calls. <laughs> I wish I was joking, but I'm not. Um, love you. <laughs> she knows. She literally has to like track me down. She calls me because I'll just not go to therapy. And she calls me. She's the best, honestly. I love her so much. Even though it might not seem like it. Oh, oh my god, I just taught myself a lesson. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so eventually you do have to learn to love again. So you have to retrain yourself with some things like, like I said, trusting again is a hard one and being willing to trust someone after a relationship, a bad relationship, especially after cheating, I would say, is probably going to be the hardest thing. Um, but you also, another thing you need to remember and train yourself to do is to not assume that your new significant other is going to act like your old one. Because there would be a lot of times uh, where my first relationship you know, things would happen, and I mean, he was pretty predictable, but whatever would happen that I would make him mad or, you know, whatever he didn't agree with, he would have this reaction that just drove me fucking nuts, and it was just, like, flying off the handle, and, you know, I mean, he wasn't violent or, like, aggressive or anything. He would just, he was just dramatic, you know, and just like, ah, we don't need all that shit. So, I, I had to learn not to project that onto my new boyfriend because a lot of times I would be surprised. He would surprise me. And it's like, I, I, if I would have assumed that, you know, the assumption that I made was that you would have done what he did, but I have to remember that you're not that. So 
when you're doing things and you're anticipating how they're going to react, don't anticipate how your ex would react or how your ex has reacted in the past. Like when you said you were going to go out to drink and you told your ex and he lost his shit on you every time, don't assume the next guy you get with is going to lose his shit on you when you tell him, hey, I'm going out for drinks with a friend. You know, don't project that onto him. Send him a message with no, uh, like, defensiveness to it. You know, just kind of watch how you communicate and make sure you're, you're separating the two because they're two different entities. They're two completely different people, so they're not going to have the same reaction. Um, <laughs> one of my examples says, just because your last boyfriend ex-husband blew up on you because you wore a robe around the house does not mean the new one will because that was one of the things that my ex just had a real problem with was me buying or was me wearing robes around the house and I just remember when I had really bad depression I'm kind of making him sound bad here but this was before he understood my depression disclaimer uh but yeah when I was just super depressed after having my kid I had postpartum and I was laying on the couch because I was, you know, I had a kid. I couldn't do anything else. Couldn't go back to work. And, uh, yeah, I just sat around on the couch and I would just wear a robe because like I just had surgery, I had a C-section, so I didn't put pants on. It was a whole thing, whatever. But he, for whatever reason, associated that with like laziness and, you know, kind of made me feel shitty about it. And then in an ironic turn of events, uh, bought his new girlfriend a robe to keep in his house i saw it i was like are you fucking kidding me you told me what a lazy piece of shit i was for being in a row and then you go and buy one for your new girlfriend the fuck out of here Ugh. anyway sorry triggered um okay another thing that you need to do is i know this sounds and you're not gonna want to but you do need to go into it with high expectations because hear me out i think if you have high expectations, it keeps your standards high. Because if you're not expecting anything out of them, they don't have anything to live up to, right? Like they know, they know what you expect of them. So if you don't expect a lot of them and you don't expect them to clean the house or to do the laundry or whatever, first of all, they're not going to do those things later, especially if you don't start that in a relationship and you don't make, you don't set clear boundaries and have clear lines about what, you know, is important to you and what you will and will not tolerate, you got to let them know. And uh, if you expect the least from them, you won't be disappointed when that's all you get, you know, because you're expecting it. So I think some guys, I don't even want to say this because I'm like mad at men today, but some guys will rise to the occasion. So <clears throat> Give them a chance. I know it's disgusting, but we can do it because, I don't know, they say there's some good ones out there. Um, don't waste your time in a relationship where you see red flags. What I was saying, it doesn't get better. The red flags that you see in the beginning will be the exact issues that are going to haunt you at the end of your relationship. Do I need to say that again? Let it sink in. Whatever you ignore in the beginning, those are the red flags. And those are that's when you need to get out because it's easy right now. Don't go move in with him and, you know, buy shit with him. Get a fucking dog with him. Don't do any of that stuff. 
separate. I'm, as I said that, I know my friend's going to feel attacked. <laughs> I love you. Um, but I mean, honestly, do all that shit in the beginning so that you're not, you know, five years down the road having to separate your life and separate your bank account and all this other bullshit because you ignored the signs in the beginning. Because honestly, it gets worse. If anything, it doesn't, it does not get better. If you're lucky, it'll stay the same. Uh, but it will get worse most likely because that's just how it works, you know? Um, and then also another tip, pro tip, be accepting of love. In the beginning, it is hard to believe that you're going to be treated this way, but it's just because you're not used to it. Like when you're treated with respect, <laughs> crazy concept, but you know, it was, I mean, there were just things that my boyfriend would do that my ex-husband wouldn't do and they made me feel special and you know it it kind of caught me off guard in a way and it was strange at first because it was like I couldn't you know how you can't relax that's how it felt like something's coming after this he's not just doing something nice because I don't know he likes me like that's weird but I mean, most of the time it was just like, yeah, that was it. You know, I, I say most of the time because I don't want to say all the time, but I think all the time, I can't think of any time when it was like, he was bribing me to do something, you know, but I don't know. I just, you have to be trusting of their intentions unless they show you otherwise, I think. So once they show you, give them, a, give them one more chance, I would say, unless it's something crazy, but you know. All right, there was your warning. I was strike one, you know, because this is what I always say to people. You, I, I always say either guys, it's one of two things. Either you don't know or you don't care. And I think the first time they can say, I didn't know. And okay, that's fair enough. You know, there are things that, you know, if there's something that triggers me or whatever, and uh, a guy puts me in a situation where, I'm uncomfortable or whatever. And then I tell him, you know, Hey, I was not comfortable with this. And he says, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I had no idea, you know, whatever. But then he does it again. Like, okay. The first time you didn't know. And the second time you don't care, you know, it's just very rare that that doesn't hold up. I'm not saying it's always hundred percent true, but for the most part, you either don't know or you don't care. And if they know, and you've told them more than once, honestly, but I know the shit, you know, you're driving into their skulls. Uh, if you keep having to tell them, they, they know, they just don't care. And it's not that they don't care about you. They just don't care about the things that you're asking them for, whatever it is. They don't want to do it. If they were going to do it, they would have done it by now. Uh, whether they're capable or not, I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter because they can't, and not that they can do it. They, you know, won't do it or can't do it, whatever. They're not going to. So that's what I think about that. Um, Okay, so I'm trying to read these notes, but a lot of these are so long, some of these. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I got this from. Okay, you know that part of what kept you in an unhealthy relationship for so long is that you were isolated. You didn't tell, oh God, okay. I don't know where, the, I wrote these notes so long ago. I don't know where this came from, but this, this, okay, this. I was just trying to explain this to my friend. Okay. You know how the part of what kept you in an unhealthy relationship for so long is that you were isolated? You didn't tell people the truth about how bad things were because when you did, they told you that you should leave. 
and that he was bad and that it was all wrong. They tried to drag you to safer places. They tried to get you to skip steps. Of course, you knew things were bad, but you weren't in a place where you could walk away for good yet, so you couldn't hear them. Okay, so I have a friend who, uh, we were just talking about this because she's going through a breakup. She said that I created a chain of events and now everyone's suffering. But honestly, it wasn't me. It was really my ex-boyfriend, so blame him. I do. Um, but this is the thing with this. Okay, so especially, this is kind of off topic, I guess, but it's we're talking about unhealthy relationships. Uh, gaslighters will do it a lot, and I feel the need to say this at every turn that I get. Um, they isolate you because it's easier because the fewer people who are telling them how shitty he is, the easier it is for him to manipulate you. And the more alone he can get you. I mean, it's literally a, a manipulation tactic. Like it actually is. And I don't know if I've never been in the situation. So I don't know if they just don't see it happening or maybe they rationalize it. I don't really know. I mean, I have a friend who's going through it and I'm dying to talk to her about some of this stuff. So we'll probably cover it on an episode actually. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it's hard to get, it's hard to pull a friend out of that place when they're isolated. And it's scary, honestly, to see your friend like that. Uh, I had another friend who lived with her shitty boyfriend and she called me I mean, we always told her, you know, if, if ever you need our help, whatever, we'll help you. But she called me one day and was like, hey, he's gone. I need to get my shit and get the fuck out. And I was like, all right, we'll be there in two minutes. You know, when fuck the gas and went over there, we got our shit and snuck out. But Jesus Christ, it shouldn't feel like you're a convict busting out of jail, you know, getting out of your house and getting out of your relationship. It should not be that way. And if that's the kind of relationship you're in where you would be nervous to leave, get out of it. I mean, you know, this is the thing, you know, just don't talk yourself out of it. And I know, I know it's like talking to a brick wall because I mean, hearing all this shit would go in one ear and out the other for me too, but do as I say, not as I do. I don't know what else to tell you. I can give you good advice. Those who can do those who can't teach. Okay. They teach you. I can't do it, but just trust me because I know what I'm talking about. I just can't do it um, in practice. So um let's see but you took some time after the unhealthy relationship to heal and now you not only know how to use your voice but how to trust it Ooh, i love that i love that these notes are as new to me as they are to you guys um i mean yeah that's that's what i'm doing right now not necessarily an unhealthy relationship but um after a breakup i need to heal and i'm trying to do it for myself and not because, you know, I'm trying to forgive him for what he did, not because he deserves it, but because I'm not going to let it weigh me down. My God, <clears throat> the therapy's paying off. She is going to be proud of me. She's like, you were listening. Um, but yeah, I mean, just remind yourself that any of the unhealthy shit that you went through was it was a teaching opportunity and don't see it as a setback because you, you need to take the time that you need to heal. And I think that after you have a breakup and you need to process all this shit, it's good to, you know, you can't process everything you need to in your brain because you haven't really gone through the whole 
I mean, it makes sense if you think about, you know, steps of acceptance, all that, blah, blah, you know, grief, whatever it is, that five steps or stages. Um, but the, I mean, once you go through it, you can look back and say, I needed that because this, like now I learned this, you know, and, and w- even with the cheating thing, I look at it as, because I love connecting with people. And I know that sounds absurd to be like, no, I, now I can connect with people. But honestly, now my friends who tell me that they've been cheated on, like I knew it sucked before because obviously like, yeah, but oh my God, the gut-wrenching pain that I felt. I have a whole new like level of empathy for people and I'm not fucking cheating on anyone because that was terrible. You know, like that was terrible. And there are a lot of people who are going around recklessly wrecking relationships. Uh, and I mean, that's shitty to do. So if you're a side piece, could you just back the fuck off and grab your earrings off the side table when you leave? 